Listener Power 90.3 KEXP. It's the Midday Show. I'm Larry Rose. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm so excited to have Kamasi Washington and his band live here at KEXP. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Got a song for us to start out? Yeah, we're going to do a song called Rerun. All right. Take it away. Kamasi Washington live on KEXP.
incredible. 90.3 FM, KEXP, Kamasi, Washington, live here on KEXP. Thank you. That was amazing. Uh, playing tonight at the Moore Theater, and uh, the album is called The Epic. Would you like to introduce the band? Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing band. You just heard right now, you heard Brandon Coleman, a.k.a. Professor Boogie on keyboards. You heard Miles Mosley on bass. You heard Robert Miller, Bobby Boombap on drums. Tony Austin on drums as well. Awesome. And uh, we're going to play another song that's going to feature Ryan Porter on trombone. Nice. Ricky Washington on soprano saxophone and Patrice Quinn on vocals. Look forward to that. Uh, I want to ask you a few questions. Um, how did you get started in music? Uh, well, basically, I was born one day. And <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, my dad, Ricky Washington, right, right, is a right. musician. So it was one of those things I kind of... I really was kind of born into it in a way. And he played with Diana Ross and the Temptations and some other. Artists. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Wow, very cool. And uh, and then uh, did, were you listening? Did you get right into jazz, or were you into other genres back nah, then? I, I didn't really get into jazz till I was about eleven years old. Okay, and that's when I kind of that's when I really got serious about music. Yeah, too. yeah. Before that, it was like a thing that you did. You know, it was just like um, you know, it's like learning math <laughs> you know sure. it was or like yeah it was like a this a, a, a thing that i did i played around with but sure and then uh so after high school or around high school you met up with snoop dogg is that right after high school yeah i started okay. i started touring with snoop and the nice. snoopadelics <laughs> that's awesome i was a snoopadelic cool and um and then uh, what did you did you actually record with him then yeah i played on some of his records we went on tour it was my first time like really traveling around the country and, and the world and um you know, I was a young man, and <laughs> it was a, it was a wild time, no, sure. to say the least. Yeah. And how did this uh, the current band come together? Uh, we all grew up together. Wow. I've known all these dudes. It's a, it's a long story between each of them, <laughs> but we've all known each other since we were kids. So it's like another one of those things that kind of I was gifted this band. Wow. <laughs> no, it's so great. You guys are amazing. Um, and then uh, Flying Lotus came along, and uh, you put out the record, the epic. On his label, yeah, Feeder. yeah, yeah. So, um, w when when did you record that? Uh, we recorded that in December of 2011. Okay, and we finished it in March of 2014. Wow, wow. <laughs> and I heard it was a uh, just a month long session uh, where you guys will all hold up and and uh, wrote and recorded songs. Yeah, yeah. It was a whole month, um, and we worked on my album. Actually, Miles Mosley has an album coming out oh, cool. in January called The Uprising, and. Brandon Coleman's going to be putting a record out this nice. year, uh, well, 2017 cool. as well. And these are all out of that session? All uh, out of those sessions, nice. yeah. Because did I read there were like 190 songs out yeah, of the session? Yeah, like 190 <laughs> That's songs. That's incredible. It was like a little music sweatshop. <laughs> yeah. And then you you ended up with about 45 and you, you narrowed it down to yeah. put out a three CD album. <laughs> um, there's 17 songs on that record. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, the, how do you do that? How do you uh, get it down to... From forty-five to seventeen. Any, many, many, mo. It took a lot of, you know, it took a lot. I had to listen to music a lot, and yeah. people yelling at me, "Put the record out!" <laughs> sure. I'm like, but I don't know what songs are going to be on it. I but did, you know, yeah. eventually, I, I just kind of like, I found the songs that felt like a family. Yeah, yeah. That felt like a, a, a singular statement. Did I hear that dreams were involved? Yeah, there were dreams. Dreams and nightmares and <laughs> no, nah, nah, it was it was. Uh, I was working on a song, "Change of the Guard." Yeah, and um, I had this really cool dream. I, cause I, I I recorded my album in two different phases. Like I, we had the month long sessions with the whole band, and then sure. I recorded 
string and choir um, parts on top of those. Wow. But I wrote those string and choir parts around what we did kind of in the room on the spur of the moment. Okay. And so while I was working on the, the, those parts for Change of the Guard, I had this really wild, amazing dream. Nice. And it made me want to have dreams for all the other songs. So I started, <laughs> like, forcing myself to, like, imagine something. And wow. then over time it turned into this long story that is what kind of made me come to the place nice. where I could. And you actually did have dreams about the other songs? I did. I can kind of, that's, like that's a amazing. gift I have. I can kind of force myself to dream. Wow. And you remember them when you wake up? If I get up and write them down okay. immediately, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And I, did I read that you're also putting together maybe a graphic novel associated yeah, with Yeah, with yeah, yeah. As soon cool. as I can get my computer on. and <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Um, I wanted to ask about uh, the collaboration with Kendrick Lamar. So uh, you play saxophone on the album To Pimp a Butterfly, the amazing album. And uh, how did that come about? How did you uh, hook up with Kendrick? Well, um, Terrace Martin, who, who's actually oh, yeah. <clears throat> playing most of the saxophone on the record, um, I was working on his record, and um, he heard the string arrangements that I made for my own album. Okay. And uh, he was like, man, I need you to come do some stuff for Kendrick's album. And he brought me in. You know, and I went in, and you know, I was originally only supposed to work on one song, but, you know, <laughs> they ended up playing me the whole record. And, like, every time they played me the record, they asked, they asked me to play on another song or oh, to oh, write oh. for another song and, or, you know, arrange for another song. And so it was... Um, yeah, it was one of those things. There was cool. a, a kindred spirit with, between, you know, myself, Terrace Martin, Thunder sure. Cat. Yeah, we were playing the Terrace Martin record here. Uh, it's it's great as well. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I heard it was a very secretive session, the, the Yeah, Kendrick you had to, sessions. like, <laughs> give them your ID. And like, I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, I got a couple of parking situations. Uh, as long as you're not going to share that with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, there seems to be a focus on hip-hop and jazz and the the connection between the two, maybe more so than in the past. I know it's it's not new that the two have been associated. In fact, we uh, here at KXP broke down the De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising album um, and played for the entire day, played all the songs that were sampled on that album, and a lot of them were jazz, and that was, you know, several yeah. decades ago. But um, why yeah. do you think there's that focus now? Well, I feel like <clears throat> jazz and hip-hop have always been intertwined, but it was kind of like... A it was like a secret relationship and now <laughs> right, like right. out in the open, you know, like the, the, the association between jazz and hip hop is no longer like an insider thing. It's like, sure. it's like out and everyone knows it, which then leads people to kind of recognize it a bit more. Um, I mean, but definitely to Pimp a Butterfly used a, a depth of jazz that I, I don't think I've ever heard in another record before. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, you know, jazz and, and hip hop have definitely always been intertwined. Definitely. Well, I think uh, that your record, The Epic, is a big part of that as well. Oh, uh, just, just a great, great album. Um, I just had, I just wanted to ask you, you've been, since you've been playing, I think this summer you played Coachella and a few other festivals. Um, how, what was that like? And did you get a lot of people come up to you who maybe aren't jazz fans, just kind of like going, man, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get a lot of like, this is my first jazz concert. <laughs> I'm like, nice, nice. And like, nice. And people, I mean, I think that, People are into jazz, but they don't really realize they're into jazz. Like if you're into Stevie Wonder, if you're into James Brown, if you're into Tribe Called Quest, you're right. into jazz. You just yeah. don't really realize it necessarily. So they they come to our shows and they go like, "Oh wow, I love that." It's like, "Oh, you already loved it. You just you know." So we're just kind of like, you know, pulling the veil off 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 the you know what I mean? Yeah. 
no, that that makes that totally makes sense. That's a great point. Um, I had to ask you about this because I, I just I read this in one of the articles. Uh, you played some gigs at Hollywood's Club Bar Sinister. What was that all about? <laughs> that was actually with Miles Mosley. <laughs> oh and, yeah, uh, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we 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 played everywhere in, in L.A. I mean, this unit of musicians, we we all. Um, we're all like we're like we're, we're explorers, sure. you know what I mean, and, and and we're not afraid to bring our music anywhere, you know. So um, I forget exactly how Miles ended up playing at Bar <laughs> Sinister, but um, when we got there, it was a scene. Yeah, you know? it yeah. Was like, that's what it sounded like. It was it was straight up a gothic, straight up for sure, like vampire teeth, fake blood, <laughs> costumes, nice. and we were like, okay. Okay, here we go. So who's taking the first solo? <laughs> and um, yeah, it was uh, one of those things that. Wow, sounds like an amazing uh, combination of of everything there. Um, I, I want to go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kamasi Washington live here at KEXP. Thank you so much. You got another song to yeah, play for us? We're gonna do the rhythm changes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
weather, the song, the music, the rhythm. It seems no matter what happens. Glory won't worry. What happened before me? I'm here. Our love, our beauty, our genius, our work, our triumph, our glory won't worry. What happened before me? I'm here. Kamasi Washington live on KEXP. That is from the album The Epic, and uh, the song's called The Rhythm Changes. Yeah, yeah. So great. Wow. Um, I love the the two drummer that there's two drummers. I, I wanted to point that out. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Sounding great. Um, have, have you always worked with two drummers, or is that um, a recent thing? That's one of those things that kind of happened. I mean, uh, th- this band in its full, in its full uh, version has a, a a double rhythm section basically. Sure. Yeah. Because um, yeah, because you have a couple bass players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thundercat normally plays with yeah. us. Or yeah, yeah. Cameron Graves also joins us, and I, I did that to. All these musicians are so creative, and um, and, and being in the rhythm section, you end up kind of toggling between your creative flow and you know your kind of responsibilities to the music. Sure. So having that extra person allows each person to have more freedom to create. And, you know, like, this band is kind of all about kind of creating and being kind of present in the moment. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. that was like the thought process. And same thing for the drummers; like they can they can switch rhythms and move in a way that allows things to be, to to have continuity with discontinuity. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that makes sense, and it all just it all comes together and sounds sounds great. Oh, I wanted you. to ask you what what um, so this. The songs were recorded back in 2011. Yeah. Uh, what, what's next? What, do you have a, a lot of songs uh, kind of in the can ready to go? Yeah, yeah. I have like a whole big book full of songs. <laughs> but we actually went back in the studio in, um, in May of this year and, and recorded some new stuff. Oh, right on. And um, yeah, and like I said, uh, Miles has a record that's coming out in uh, January. Okay. Um, Ronald Bruner Jr., who plays with us a lot, um, has a record that's coming out uh, in the, in the uh, spring. Brandon Coleman is is a uh, has a record that's coming out um, in 2017 as well. So there's gonna be a lot of music. Yeah, we will look forward to all of the, those releases. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in to KEXP, uh, playing tonight at the Moore Theater, Kamasi, Washington. Pick up the epic and uh, thanks again. I want to thank Alia and Luke and Aaron and H- Hannah, Kevin Suggs, Reeves, Susan and Ji Young. Thank you very much. You're listening to 90.3 FM KEXP, streaming worldwide at kexp.org. Thank you.